The Solid 7 Podcast is a proud affiliate of GoRuck. GoRuck designs and builds the toughest gear on the planet, including footwear, apparel, and rucks. Oh, a backpack. Like a backpack, if backpacks were made to last under the toughest conditions in the world. Mm. Everything they make is backed by their Scars Lifetime Guarantee and is tested and proven over and over and over again at GoRuck's events held all over the world and led by current and former Special Forces combat veterans. The GoRuck brand stands for Building Better Americans, the Special Forces way of life, and a life-or-death approach to building the world's toughest gear. Visit Solid7Podcast.com and click on the GoRuck link to learn more about their gear and events, and a portion of every purchase and event registration that you make will go to support us here at the Solid 7 Podcast. I know we normally like to banner a little bit first. I'm going Jocko Go right from the top what? tonight. And uh, I'm going to tell you right now, I'm going Afterburner Orange A, because who doesn't love themselves some good deal, Dave Burke. Uh, but also in honor of the ghost of Kiev, who may or may not be real, but we all like the story either way. So Cheers. But, uh, cheers. Also, those 13 guys on the island, they're alive. Yeah, they're alive. So... Shout out fake news. We reported it here first on the Solid 7, and uh, we're a bunch of fat, fat phonies. Well, we were in good company because uh, everybody, everybody had that one wrong. So, But no, it's been a doozy of a day. And, you know, it really illustrates the flaw in this whole, like, five-day work week setup that we have here. Because the problem with a two-day weekend is that if anything, anything goes off, Mm-hmm. It's ruined. Mm. And then you're right back to work. Yeah. And so, uh, you know, uh, kid came in to the room middle of the night last night. No factor. I mean, that's that's whatever. That's parent That's parent life. But then um, <clears throat> the wife, she's been, uh, she's been sick all day. Not like deathly ill, but uh, never fun to be sick in, in any way, shape, or form. And so uh, it's uh, it's been a day. So the jack will go right off the top. Not Not my first one today neither so wow thank god thank thank god for jocko i will say this it's a it's a a not uh, often advertised aspect of uh, married and or parent life <clears throat> and i don't know like you you guys are what just over a year now on being married yeah uh we're closer to two years <sighs> is that almost two already yeah uh it'll be two years this september uh, time flies when you're having fun. I mean, it probably feels longer for Kira, but uh, it's, it's it falling right by. From... Yeah, September. Yeah, I don't know why I blanked on that for a second. So, uh, but uh, anyways, the, you know, this weird aspect to uh, to being married and then uh, it gets uh, just another aspect of it added when, when, you, when you crank out the kids. It's like, I would much rather me be sick than my wife or either of the children. Like, I'm much less concerned if I'm sick than if it's one of them sick. Mm-hmm. I don't know if that's just a guy thing where it's like we don't we don't like unsolvable problems. So some of them are you know you can throw some meds at some of them, but when it's all said and done, not a, not a whole lot you can you can do there. So yeah, but uh, I feel like I hardly get sick. The worst I get is allergies, but I don't ever really get sick. Sick. Kira doesn't really get sick either. Hmm. Yeah, it was. It, it was pretty few and far between for us before the kids. And I, I, still, I still say, like the kids, I mean, again, that's just kid life, building up immune systems and whatnot. Uh, we don't get sick as often as they do. 
but and they're not sick like all the time but when you go from like being a normal adult where you're only sick every so often if you're relatively healthy uh to like just healthy kids are still sick with much greater frequency than that and then they're bringing all kinds of you're just exposed to more being around them so you gotta do what dwight did and just like spit on their toast and then have people sneeze on them and then i welcome i welcome it yeah build up their immune system so but uh yeah so that's that's been that's been our our day and then uh you know, just keeping up with, uh, well, keeping up, it's unavoidable. Just uh, Ukraine, it's just crazy. It's just crazy. Mm-hmm. And what I, I love, like, you keep seeing various reports of, like, um, oh, this, now this world leader's talking to Putin. I'm like, oh, well, you're probably the one that's going to change his mind. You're the one. Did you see he had, like, a little speech recently, and he was like, we're just defending ourselves. Like well, until they until they stop, we're we're gonna we're gonna defend ourselves. And I'm like, hold on, you're shooting rockets into civilian residential buildings, bro. How is that defending yourself? You're shooting at a nuclear reactor. How is that defending yourself? Now listen, and we, and we can get uh, sort of a physicist Jason back on to talk talk about this um, because uh, you know not a scientist, you're not a scientist. But I did see the I'm, show Chernobyl. So. I'm fairly I'm fairly comfortable making the definitive statement that one should not shoot at nuclear reactors. I'm comfortable in that statement. Apparently, if they blow up that nuclear power plant, it would be worse than Chernobyl. What? That's that's the word on the street. And then also, they're the I think first there might be some people ever to shoot to go. I'm gonna shoot that. They're the first people that thought that and did it. Yeah, yeah. It's uh, I, I think there might be some. Of course, like there's propaganda flying in all directions, and yeah. you know, even and some of that more nefarious than others, right? Like no matter what, a side's gonna put their spin on things, right? Like they're gonna paint. Uh, things the way they they want it to be that doesn't mean it's not negative but you can take a bad thing and put it in the worst light possible you know like we all know how that works have you heard jerry seinfeld's bit about that he's Uh -uh. on comedians in cars and he's like it's people sound so unbelievably reasonable when they're telling their side of the story so there i was just beating this homeless man but he just (laughs) looked at me in a wrong way It's, it's it's funny yeah no, but but that I mean that's it though that's 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 it right and so uh, I I think because I saw some you know again potentially qualified commentators popping off on well it's not like you know you shoot a bullet or even necessarily a missile at a nuclear reactor and you get like an, an explosion certainly you don't get a nuclear explosion um, so I think I mean worse than Chernobyl I think is a is a maybe I'm not in defense of shooting at the thing. Um, like pack up and go home. Uh, but, uh, I don't, th- I, you know, I think there might be some showmanship there too. Like I, it, uh, it would seem that at the very least you could, you could cause a meltdown depending on what systems you damaged, which is what happened at Chernobyl. And so, uh, certainly you can make it as bad as Chernobyl, I would think, but worse, I think it would kind of depend on, on what went down. Mm-hmm. So, but either way, well, and as we debate that, what's funny is I saw like just before we started, I saw I I don't know like uh, a trending thing or uh, whatever. Just I don't know. I saw something that was like 
Um, fact checkers help you understand how you can know what news to trust about Ukraine and not trust. I'm like, who are these fact checkers and why do they think any of us believe them anymore? Yeah. Like you're, you're not fact checkers. You're, you're just commenters. You're just everybody else. That's what you are. I like articles that are like, can't you believe this crazy thing that's happening? And then when you click into the article, it's just everyone's tweets responding to the like and they're like not even blue check marked people most of the time it's just like random yeah this person tweeted about this and we're that's now our article like that's not that's not news i don't care yeah. what joe schmo tweeted about now I, i've instituted a life rule that i i stick to pretty closely these days but because even like actual news sites quasi you know whatever legitimate news sites will do these clickbaity are uh, like article titles i'm not doing yeah. it yeah you won't believe what so-and-so said well i guess we'll never find out if i'll believe it will we this person destroys this person in this yeah. crazy comeback like all right i'm not clicking that and then the uh like the the ad clickbait is even worse like the florida doctors don't want you to read this well they win because i'm not gonna yeah so dumb. or this one crazy trick I mean, if it's crazy, I'm probably not going to do it then. Yeah, I like, hate all the things on the internet. Sometimes, I mean, the internet's great, but then other times I'm like, I don't think, I don't think we should have this thing. Because you see some videos that people post on YouTube, like anyone, anyone can post these days. And you see like just these insane people posting all these things on the internet. I'm like, we have strayed so far from God. Have you seen that meme with the pigeon? It's like, it's like a, dis, I don't even know what that pigeon's from. It's like, we have strayed far from God. Well, it's just so bad. the thought that I had today, and I certainly don't mean to, to make light of the situation because uh, what's going on in Ukraine is, is awful. Um, but you know, so there, there's been multiple stories, uh, with Elon, like speaking with them directly. Actually, I think, uh, he spoke like spoke, spoke with, uh, president Zelensky of Ukraine today about some things, but he's gone back and forth with them and he's opened up Starlink availability and sent Starlink satellites there for the areas where internet has been knocked out so they can still have internet. And then there were follow-up stories. Uh, and I want to say uh, one of the good sources on this, if you're actually looking for a solid source with people on the ground, that's not like garbage lefty righty media, uh, coffee, or die magazine uh, which is actually owned and produced by the guys that uh, own and operate black rifle coffee but they've been doing phenomenal reporting on this and there's um, like a, a whole a whole process a whole science that militaries use to identify locations based on the kind of signals that like Starlink would use. So even like Elon has tweeted and there's been some commentary about like, be mindful of the fact that if you're using Starlink, it's entirely possible. The Russian military could be targeting you could track that and target you. Um, and it's, it's tech that goes way back. Like even in, in Vietnam, like when they would fire up like surface to air, uh, missiles like we could detect what was going on with those things that you'd know to like bomb them or, or whatever um so whatever it's a horrible situation but but just uh you know somewhere in my head i had the thought of like well maybe like maybe if they don't have internet that wouldn't be the worst thing in the world like just what if it was the reverse of you ever see the the bit from i think it was probably uh, either the Simpsons or Family Guy might have been the might have been the Simpsons, where it's like 
ancient past in, um, is it Ireland? I think it's Ireland. And they're literally like rocket scientists and super advanced and even more advanced than we are now. And this guy runs into this lab of scientists and like, hey, guys, you have to try out this thing that I invented. I call it whiskey. And they drink it and immediately like become idiots and start fighting each other. And it's like the family guy. Yeah. So my thing is like, what if the complete loss of internet for, for any group of people, like take uh, separate the concept from Ukraine. If just all of a sudden everybody's like happy and friendly. <laughs> yeah. People probably have to talk to each other again. Yeah. So it's like, what if, what if they turn the internet back on Ukraine and they're all like, ah, <laughs> it's kind of like George on Seinfeld. When he stopped having sex, he became smarter. And he yes. became a better person. Yeah. Well, maybe, it seems, maybe Ukraine will be better. It okay. seems it seems reasonable. But man, it's it's um I was talking to uh, IT Eric, who we talk about on here occasionally that I work with. It's it's one of our Patreon supporters. What's up, Eric? And uh like he was looking into it was either Zelensky or one of the other like top Ukrainian officials, like their politics, and he's like yeah, their politics are awful. And I'm like, I get that. But absolutely none of that really has anything to do with what's going on right now. Right. And so it's like, because you look at, at Zelensky and at this point, you're just like, holy crap, what a leader. Yeah. Right. Like what, a, what a leader through all this. So I'm like, I kind of, I really don't even want to know your politics if I'm being, if I'm being honest. So yeah, I mean, their government's super corrupt, but that doesn't yeah. make it like their civilians are being killed by Russians invading their country. That doesn't, still like horrible yeah and man that you do the pictures of of guys like putting their children on trains to evacuate them but they're staying to fight yeah. it's like gut-wrenching man just just awful and the whole time you know it's uh, you know my wife and i i don't know if you guys have been having this conversation or if you've had this with anybody but it's just it's so hard to sit back and watch and not feel like gosh we really ought to like be doing something like something actual yeah but then the the counterpoint is well nukes yeah do you think do you think he'd actually drop a nuke on america i mean i don't know you wouldn't think a, a sane person would invade a neighboring country for you know no particular reason other than ego and lost national glory and yet here we are yeah it's true and, you know, part of the problem is like, I, I whatever, I, I feel like in the immediate, you know, time frame, this was avoidable. Um, but, you know, you look at it in a longer time frame, like peace. God, I got to quit saying like so much. It drives me nuts every time I, I listen back to the podcast. But anyways, Jordan Peterson says like, and he's smart. So, um, but, you know, I sidetracked on like and, and totally lost my point oh he's done this but he did it in smaller increments and it's funny even bringing it up about jordan peterson there's this clip that makes the rounds of, of social media these days and gets replayed and replayed it's actually from him being on on joe rogan's show and he's talking about like how you know it's kind of the overton window concept of it's like you put something outrageous out there because that shifts the the overton window is like kind of the way I, i'm going to explain it poorly it's a layman's explanation but it's just the way people view things and are understood and it's like i i want people to to go along with this policy but i know they wouldn't like it right now so i'm going to I'm going to put forth a policy that's even way crazier than that. Because then once you've seen that, this other thing seems not that bad. 
but Jordan Peterson talks about it on, on Rogan, just like the the way you move this person, like you come right up to that edge before they'll push back and then you back off a little bit and then you let them get comfortable there and then you push and push and push mm-hmm. until they're going to push back and you back off and you let them get comfortable for And that's, you can move people miles inch by inch, right? Um, and even, you know, I, I've heard it in the church world. You'll, you'll hear, I've heard this story and you hear it told factually, but it's always told in all these different contexts. I'm like, well, somebody is not telling the truth here, but it's like a guy is a pastor at a church, leaves, come back, comes back, you know, however long later. And the piano is like on the opposite side of the platform. And he's asking the current pastor, like, how'd you, how'd you get that moved over there? They would never let me do it. And his response is one inch at a time. Um, so all that to say, it's like, you know, he invaded Georgia. There are no real consequences. He invades Crimea. There's no real consequences. So at some point he goes, oh, well, I can get away with more. I can get away with more. Mm. Yeah. And, you know, so here we are. Yeah. I wonder how this all ends. Do you think? And then, like, because you keep, it seems like Russia's losing, right? Like, I, it, that, unless that's just the, like you were saying, there's propaganda coming out from both sides. So, oh. like, is that just Ukraine kind of? making that feel like they're winning better than they actually are or is it but like it does seem like they're they're holding ground pretty well uh well it's funny right because this seems like semantics but i wouldn't say that they're losing but they're definitely not winning right yeah right (laughs) like um like we would have thought they would have been decimating ukraine like well and and i think they thought that too um and that's just not what's happened and uh, like there's um there's think pieces uh, written about this now where there's like these, these think tanks and even like top military personnel and, and, and generals and admirals that are really kind of confused. Uh, like Russia should have massive air superiority. Mm. They should have owned the airspace like day one and they still don't own the airspace. They still haven't completely shut down the Ukrainian air force. So they, they still don't have complete air support superiority. It seems like they've thoroughly, um, botched the, uh, I, I'm for, I'm, I'm blanking on the correct terminology here, but like all the supply lines, all the back end stuff, cause it, you know, any fighting force, there's only like 10% that really are the tip of the spear, like frontline fighters and every Everything else is designed to keep them fed and fueled and, and supplied. And they've really gotten that wrong where there's been lots of Russian vehicles that have run out of fuel and been abandoned and just all this crazy stuff, right? And you keep hearing about this big, long column of vehicles that stalled out trying to get to Kiev and um, farmers literally stealing uh, vehicles left and right. Yeah. Yeah. There's been, which I, I saw that they, it was, it was fake news. It wasn't real, but, uh, there was a report going around that, uh, somebody was trying to eBay like an abandoned, uh, Russian tank, which is funny. funny, whether it's funny, whether it's true or not. Um, so I don't know what's going on and, but what seems to be like kind of a common fear is like the longer this goes and the worse it's going for, uh, Russia or seems to be going for Russia, um, probably the worst it is for the Ukrainian people in that like, you know, Putin's like, he's all, he's all ego. Right. So he's not, he's not going to be willing to get it. It doesn't seem as though he would be willing to take an L here. It doesn't seem like he would be willing to be embarrassed on the world stage, mm-hmm. which just means they ratchet it up and, and get more, more violent. You know what I mean? And, uh, you know, maybe target more civilian areas or whatever. So I, 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 I don't know. I don't know how it ends. A lot of people got up in arms because Lindsey Graham, who's uh, a senator out of South Carolina, was like, is, is, there, is there nobody in Russia 
uh, basically with the, with the guts just to off this dude. Like that's how this ends. Yeah. Like, well, is, will no one there step up and do this? And so everybody's like that, that is, you know, that's untraditional. That's bad decorum. It's, you know, just kind of, it's both written and unwritten law. Um, you know, that countries don't assassinate other world world leaders. Um, the idea always being that that, you know, opens your, your leaders up to that same kind of targeting. Right. Um, but I don't know. Sometimes some of this stuff feels a little bit um, like British redcoats, uh, you know, lining up in battle, right? Where part of our advantage in the revolution was non-traditional warfare, was more guerrilla style warfare, you know, stuff like with uh, ambushes, fighting in non-traditional lines, fighting from tree lines, stuff like that. And so here's the British prim and proper in their fighting lines. I mean, it's how most people did it in the day. It's not uh, straight up a knock on them, but they're wearing bright red coats that make for for nice targets. And, um, you know, it's like if your enemy isn't going to follow the rules and you are, it's a real problem. And we saw that um, you know, throughout the couple of wars we were in for the last couple of years where we've got these at times super restrictive um, rules of engagement and fighting an enemy that's not wearing a uniform, not fighting under a flag and doesn't value human life the same way, literally has a, a different set of, of morals if they had any morals at all, uh, where it's like, I, I don't know, you don't, you don't want to become them, right? Like you you don't fight the evil with evil, but then there, there's just this separate thing where, um, you know, Putin, somebody where the dudes had political rivals poisoned. Um, do I think we should be directly calling for his assassination? I, I don't know. Probably not. Um, am I going to shed a tear if somebody did off him? Probably not. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know. Probably, probably bad form. Uh, for Lindsey Graham as a sitting U.S. senator to come out and put it that way, but it's tough to fault the sentiment. It, it really is. So, yeah, I think I, calling I for his, his assassination is probably you're right, bad form, and it's probably like it's like one of those things we're all thinking, but you probably shouldn't ever yes. say out loud. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah, Lindsey said the quiet part out loud, but I mean, you look at if somebody somewhere was being like, "Why, why won't somebody in in the you know, regardless of president, like I'm not even going to apply a name to it. Why won't somebody in the camp camp uh, in the cabinet rise up and and off this guy? We'd 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 be outraged, right? We'd at least feign outrage. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, also so, his name is Lindsey, so it is, yeah. But hey, I mean, Johnny Cash has a whole song based on the idea of giving a, a boy a girl's name makes him grow up tough. So there's that. Lindsey Graham doesn't strike me as a tough guy. No, no, me neither. So I, I don't know how it ends, man. I, I somebody has to. I'd be interested to hear uh, Jocko's take. Mm-hmm. Um, you knew we were going to bring up Jocko at some point, man. So Jocko did another one of those. Like I think we even shared some of it on here a while back. Um when he was uh, like releasing his video of here's what I would say in this situation if I was president that the president didn't say, mm-hmm. which is about as political as he's ever gotten. So yeah. he did a new, he did a new video like that of what I would say to Putin if I was president. It's drunk is seven minutes. Oh yeah. It's fire though. Like if somebody played that for Putin, I'd be shocked if he didn't wet himself. Like why doesn't he just run for president already? What is what's his Dude, what is he doing? Of course he gets asked that all the time, but he's but like then he I posts had, videos like this and then he gets like oh I'm not going to, but then yeah. you, you post videos like this, bro. 
You literally his, put his, quote president end quote Jocko Wilnick. Like okay. his his statement every time is like things would have to be way 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 worse than they are for me to even consider it. Yeah, so, guess. yeah. I I don't want to live in that world if they're that bad for him to have to run for president. Then no 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 no. But he'd have my vote in a heartbeat. Yeah, I'd vote for him. It depends on yeah. where he stood on his political ideologies. Yeah, I think I'm probably pretty good with his political ideologies. Yeah. So, um, speaking of things that are just all in the news, have you been seeing things for the Batman? Uh, yeah. Uh, I was I was reading a, a take today it hasn't been the most intriguing here i mean here we go again has been the most intriguing thing to me because uh robert pattinson just is, like i've just never been crazy about the dude yeah um uh you know he's not marketed to my generation which fair enough yeah i get it fair enough what um, movies have you seen him in well uh i think i saw part of the first twilight okay um, he was in a Harry Potter movie mm-hmm. with very, very few lines. Yeah, he. I feel like that's um, not even worth mentioning almost. And uh, I, I don't know if I can specifically name anything else I've seen him in. Okay. He's actually a really good actor because I'm trying to find it on his list now. Like He was in this one weird movie called The Lighthouse with Willem Dafoe actually. It was like kind of like an indie-ish movie, but he has acting chops. And I think I've seen him talk in interviews and I've read different things about him. I think because he was in Twilight, he gets this bad rap. Um, but people have noted like the movies he has done that have been phenomenal. I can't find them the way this list is showing me. They're not showing me the poster of the photos or just the text. So I can't picture what the movie is without seeing the poster. But um but he no he has I've seen some scenes he's done I'm like oh you got some acting chops and I think he just got he just is shrewded with the the bane of Twilight being yeah. what probably made him famous that's fair known. but no he does have some really good movies um I'm not gonna even keep trying to look for it but dude I saw the Batman the other night I I'm gonna go on record I'm gonna go on record and I'm gonna say. I'm going to say he's the best Batman. Wow. I'm going to say Interesting. it. I'm going to say it. I think he's the best Batman. Is Bruce Wayne? I mean, I'm going to go into detail because it's still, it's not, haven't, hasn't been out for that long, but uh, he, he was literally Bruce Wayne for maybe five minutes of the whole movie, but I could see people hating on his take of Bruce Wayne. He was just like kind of uh, e- emo, quiet, whatever. Yeah, I was gonna barely. say trailers. He wasn't trailers charismatic. Are, yeah, trailers are a very uh, emo Bruce vibe. Yeah, and um, and I've seen people hating on that aspect of how dark. Like, first movie is dark, very literally. Like, it's just dark. I'm like, can we go to a scene in Alaska at some point or something? Um, but the movie was just it was always night and always in a very dark rooms. But then also emotionally, the movie was very dark. Um, but I thought it was great. It was two hours and 55 minutes and I was down to sit for another hour. Like I, I did see somebody make the joke of like the difference between Marvel movies and DC movies. It's like, uh, when they're filming Marvel, they start with lights, camera action. And when they're filming DC, they just start with camera action. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. But people are, are, I've seen that comparing this to like Marvel. They're like, 
they didn't even crack a joke at all in this movie. But like, there were several times where Robert Pattinson just would say something very serious, but it was just sarcastic. Like, it was clearly a sarcastic like. But he said it like there was not like a smile. Like it, they weren't trying to be Marvel and have a quip every other moment when there was a serious moment. But I thought it was great. Um, uh, what's his face? The guy who plays the penguin. What's his name? Colin Farrell. Dude, he did not look like Colin Farrell. Have you seen pictures of him as Penguin? Uh-uh. Dude, the makeup and the way he looks is amazing. It's like, how did you yeah. people do that? It's it's great. He killed it. Um, what else was I going to say about it? Um, I think you should definitely see it in theaters. Like, If you could see it in the Dolby Cinema theaters with like the full surround sound kind of deal, like the actual 7.1 surround sound or like Dolby Atmos or something... I think that's probably the best way to view it because there is when they reveal the the not too many spoilers when they reveal the Batmobile like the way I saw it at Epic XL which is their version of IMAX it's right whatever and uh, the way the theater was like shaking with the rumble of the car was super dope um, so I yeah. was like man I would I love mean, to that, hear this in Adobe Atmos or something I mean that got reported about pretty widely even during filming so I don't feel like it's a big spoiler but it's. It's really more muscle car, car yeah, yeah, it's a muscle isn't car. it? But like yeah. the way they did reveal it in the movie, he just kept revving the engine, uh, and it was it was it was fire. It was really good. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, I I did my big running shtick, which which was was just that I you know I wasn't actually avoiding the Spider Man movie, and I didn't actually think you were annoyed by it. Sorry to uh, sorry to to ruin the joke there on the on the backside, everybody, aww. but. But I'm I'm probably it it depends. So I haven't read any uh, in depth uh, like I haven't read all the way through any in depth takes on this. And I take most reviewers with all the grains of salt, right? Like yeah. especially these days. So oftentimes, like movie critics just want to feel smarter than everybody else, and their takes are you know overblown and over whatever. Uh, and then you see, you know, like viewer ratings are, are through the roof on something. So I'm not so so whatever about that. Three hours is a long time. It's a long time um, for uh, something, you know, like it's it's different if you've got like a franchise movie and there's buy-in already, you know, but I don't know. Three hours is a, is a big ask. It's not just that. Uh, I'm, pu- I'm putting the pieces together here. Um, but um, I, I saw a little bit of Ben Shapiro's take okay. on it. Teased. I don't know why he does this movie. I've never agreed with any of his movie reviewings on any movie even if he liked the movie that i liked addition i'm like why are you like who's going you know who i really want to know what they think about a movie what does ben shapiro think about a movie i'm like you don't strike me as someone that needs to be reviewing so he tweeted that this movie was bad or whatever he's like sad to tell you but the batman is bad and i'm like who who are you well i here's the part of his take that that i do uh like trust his his radar on because okay. i'm with you like i i don't know that ben shapiro and i have the same pace taste in movies and what makes a movie good or bad yeah. entirely possible right uh that we do not um but what i do trust is his take on like woke preachiness and i did see there was not uh, any wokeness in that movie see i i'm gonna trust his woke preaching was radar one, more than yours. there was one line and like um it was it's not really a spoiler. Selena Kyle was just talking about 
Um, cause like Gotham, the way there's a lot of corruption in Gotham's government, whatever. And it's a lot of the rich higher up people. And then Batman asked her a question about something and she just says, she responds with like, yeah, it's because it's a bunch of rich white privileged men or something like that. That's, that's how they got to that position they were in. I was like, well, she's not wrong. Like, yeah, I get, that was like the only, if you had to pick a quote woke line that, that was it. But like. I saw that he was saying the movie was woke. I'm like, when and where? I think maybe someone was comparing the mayor. Well, he didn't say the movie. He, he didn't say the movie at large. Uh, if I remember his comment right, he was commenting specifically on the Catwoman character. Yeah, I didn't get. I didn't get that. And I'm. I mean, I can't stand woke stuff just as much as you. But like, I didn't get any woke vibes. Like that would be the furthest quote woke thing she said. But in the context of how she used it, I'm like. Yeah, she's not wrong. The city is mad corrupt, and it is a bunch of rich white dudes up at the top. So she's not wrong. Like, but I don't know. I wasn't offended, and I'm a white male, and I'm usually always offended. So, but no, I was annoyed at his take on that because I was like, no, I think because it's getting great reviews, it almost felt like he wanted to be the opposite point of view because of that one line. But I was like, nah, it's still worth 100% worth watching the movie. It was phenomenal. So well, I'm glad I'm glad you enjoyed it. I haven't seen big reviews. It seems to be doing big money. They're talking about uh, 125 million opening oh, wow. weekend. So yeah, I've I guess by time more by time anyone's listening to this, we'll know. Reviews. But uh, I've been seeing get better reviews than um, money stuff. But that's cool. I thought like the way the cinematography I thought was phenomenal. Like the way they would just sit on a shot for a long time was awesome. They really delved more into Batman's detective side of stuff because it's the Riddler as the bad guy. Um, and so, like the Riddler would give him a Riddler, a rid the Riddle. Hello, the Riddler would give him a riddle, and Batman would solve it in like five seconds. And like I was, I'd get kind of annoyed because I'm like, no, I want to. Is it what's the word? Like uh, I want to say it. Like and then he would just solve it so quick because he's smart. So it was really cool to see him like how he would try and figure out the crime scene. He'd be walking around. Yeah, he didn't have a lot of emotion per se, um, or like and by that I think he's not busting jokes he's not spider-man making quips all the time it was a more serious movie like i don't think marcus is going to enjoy this movie whatsoever your son yeah like this is i mean just watch the trailer this doesn't look like a kid batman friendly movie um he'd find it probably too boring um but i thought it was shot great the score the the um the music and the whole thing was awesome what were you saying again like I'm not trying to be contrary. I'm not looking for a yeah. reason to hate this thing. I, I'm I'm agnostic on this movie, right? I have no right. strong feelings on it, but I'm like I'm just failing to see the need, right? Like wasn't that wasn't that the point of the Dark Knight trilogy? Like wasn't that that dark, serious take on the Batman story? And well, I just don't I see think it's the hard gap to even compare them because they're just completely different movies. Like I feel like I still love the Dark Knight. I think. As a movie cinematic adventure, I think The Dark Knight is probably better. But like as a Batman, I think the Batman movie, he was a better Batman. Like this Batman, Robert Patton's Batman, I actually understood the fear criminals have towards the the way he was, how menacing he was and how actual frightening the Batman was. You're like, oh, dang, this dude's this dude's for real. But then... uh, Christopher Nolan's Batman, you're never really intimidated by him. Cause even remember in the first Batman movie where he's killing or not killing, capturing all the guys in that shipping yard. And the one guy's like, where are you? And he's like all scared. And then Batman comes up behind him. And he's like, I'm here. And then he like grabs him. And he's like, <gasps> like 
But like we as the audience weren't ever like, ah, Batman's scary. Yeah. But everyone else was. This movie, you're like, oh, I see it. Yeah, that dude's, he's for real. And it was kind of cool to see Batman in that kind of like much darker light. Um, the comics it derives from, derives? Deriver, derivatives from? Heated. Yep. Take, take heated. Take heated. Take heed? Headed. Um, but the, the comic series, The Long Halloween, uh, Mr. Ed actually recommended to me couple of whiles ago and uh i haven't read it fully yet but so if you're in, anyone's interested in reading the comic that they're kind of pulling from but it was cool how they did a different take on batman on his parents they didn't show his parents dying so it's not a full origin story he's year two batman he's been doing it for two years um and uh it was i thought it was fun that was it was probably slow at points but um, the way they would sit on shots probably longer than what other movies would have done. I thought it was more artsy in that regard. Um, but I thought it was great all around. I think you should check it out. I'm, I'm chuckling uh, as you're talking because I actually, I don't even know how it came across my radar. I think it was today. I saw this clip from um, the John Cena show. Is, what is that on? HBO Peacemaker Max? On HBO. Peacemaker. So I haven't, I haven't watched it. I haven't, I, and I haven't watched any of the Suicide Squad movies, so I haven't seen him play Peacemaker. Um, and I've heard the show's pretty, uh, it's adult. graphic, adult, raunchy, what, whatever, right? Maybe unnecessarily so. So I'm probably not going to watch it. But this clip was funny because it's this old dude giving him a hard time about Batman. whether or not he's whether or not he's even yeah. a superhero yet. He's like, <laughs> look at Batman. He has like a whole menagerie of, of bad villains. guys, of yeah. super villains. And he's like, you know why? Because he doesn't have the guts to kill any of them. Yeah. He puts them in prison. They get out. They kill more people. How many deaths is Batman responsible for just because he doesn't have the guts to off these guys who clearly need to be dead? And I'm like, bro, this is the realest take on Batman of all time. No, yeah. That, I, I I saw this, the whole show. It was, it was weird. It, like, it was funny. I mean, it wasn't. It was adult. They cursed a lot, and there were a couple of moments. I'm like, that's interesting. Um, but I thought it was, I thought it was good. I don't know. I would. I think that show got woke at the end. I was like, wait, we did all of this for that. Oh, I'm sure it did. And I don't. Once again, I don't like. I don't think John Cena can act. Not kudos to the dude. He's rich, and hey, if people keep hiring you to to act, more power to you. Yeah. But I, I, I mean, he. <laughs> I won't spoil what happens. And if someone is listening and they saw it all the way through and they know what I'm talking about and they're like, what do you, you don't, you don't believe in that. I'm going to go. That's all I'm going to say. But, um, but yeah, it was just, I was like, seriously, we were, we sat through eight 40 minute episodes for you to preach that. Okay. But it was still worth the watch. It was funny. Have you seen the opening credits to the show? Huh? You should just YouTube peacemaker opening credit scene it's absolutely ridiculous um james gunn the guy who made the whole thing he said he wanted to create an opening cinematic or opening intro that you would not click the skip intro button to okay that was his goal you know who did click the skip intro big fat you kira <laughs> i watched it every time what a monster yeah because it was kind of fun and it was just so weird and stupid and I would I would probably say Peacemaker is just really stupid, but it's like funny stupid, and that's and that's kind of my humor is just stupid. So I, I, I didn't you, hate it, but I didn't like yeah. the preaching at the end. 
I assume you stuck around for the uh, end credit scene for the Batman. Yeah, the whole theater got mad for it. I think it's funny that uh, like Marvel has just forced everybody's hand on that. Yeah, I usually Google it before I sit there the whole time and yeah. um, Google. There is a thing, but it's like a little joke. It's nothing like here's what's coming next. It was literally like yeah. 10 seconds long. I think my all-time favorite one has to be them sitting there silently eating shawarma of all the end credit scenes. That that, that one. Uh, yeah. I thought Deadpool was funny when he recreated that one old movie where he came out in the robe, and he was like, "What are you still guys? What are you doing here?" Oh, Ferris Bueller. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Uh, yeah, get that's out good. Here. Go get out of here. Yeah. But yeah, yeah go see, you one. should see the Batman. I kind of want to see it again because I want to watch the Dark Knight and all those movies again, and then watch this again, and then have a better opinion. And then once you see it, we can discuss it. Yeah. But I did have a funny moment that so when the movie's ended, we were sitting waiting for the credits to go through. We I Googled it, oh there is something and then we'll wait. The guy sitting next to me, um he I was I saw the cup he was drinking out of. I'm like, Oh, where'd you get that? Because it was like a custom Batman looking cup thing. And he goes, Oh, they're selling it out front. And I was like, Oh, sweet, I'm gonna go get one. Cause it looked awesome. It was like this gray Batman cup and it was like the stuff was like printed into it and it looked, I don't even know how to explain it, but it looked, it didn't look like a, ch- a normal cheap souvenir cup that you normally see at the movie theater. It actually looked on purpose and it looked like an actual cup cup. So I was like, Oh, I'll go get one. The concession stands, they were out of it. I was like, Oh, that's a shame. And so then the rest of the night, it became like a challenge. Like I'm like, dang, I really want that cup. Like now I want it. It, it became pride. So the next day, uh, during my lunch break at work, I went to go get Taco Bell right near the Taco Bell is uh, a movie theater, like a, the bigger one, right uh, near Waterford or whatever. So I go there and uh, the guy at the front, who's like, after you walk in the, the doors, he's like checking people's tickets and directing you to what theater you go to. So I knew he was doing that, but he was with people. So I was like, I'm just going to go get this cup. I'm not going to have an interaction. Just go right there. But then he stopped me and he goes, sir, do you have a ticket? And I was like, Oh no, I'm just going to go right over there and buy that cup. He's like, okay. So I pass him, go through, get to the counter. And the lady, I'm like, hey, can I just get that cup right there? Which they had him. I was like, sweet. So I was like, can I get that cup right there? She goes, yeah, it comes with um, that bag of this bucket of popcorn right next to it. I was like, oh, could I just get the cup instead? She goes, well, it's the same price either way. And I was like, oh, sure. Okay. So it's like a big <laughs> plastic bucket of popcorn that has like Batman, the Batman artwork on it has like one of those like little handles up over the top of it so you can like carry it nice and so she fills it up which hindsight i should have just said i'll just take both things empty but whatever so she fills it to the brim like over the brim overflowing of popcorn so it's just full then she puts drink uh, i got mountain dew in the cup so then i pick up the bucket well she's looking at me weird because she saw me like come in quickly from the guy. So she was, and I kind of was just like, Oh, um, I saw the movie last night, but I didn't, they didn't have any more cups. So, and then she's like, oh, okay, I don't, I don't, you could tell she didn't care. Whatever. I get the bucket and I get the cup. So I'm carrying the bucket with like the handle over the popcorn. Right. And I'm like, and it's full and I have the cup in my hand and I turn around and I'm walking back to the exit. The guy who initially stopped me is like hit the look on his face is like, what are you, what are you doing? And so I, w- I started to tell him, oh, I'm, I went, I saw the movie last night. I just wanted this cup. And then as like halfway through that sentence, he just looks away and starts walking away. Like he didn't, he didn't care at all. But <laughs> I felt like it felt like a TV show. Moment. Like I'm carrying out this big bug. I just walked in 
and now I'm walking out the exit at one o'clock in the middle of a I think a Friday on a Friday, just went to the movie theater, bought a bucket of popcorn, carrying a little soda, walking back out to the parking lot. And um uh, it was a fun little moment. It's pretty fun. Dude, uh you gotta love a win like that. We went uh a few years back ago. We went to this um event in Brooklyn. And so uh, my wife grew up playing soccer. I, I didn't really, I wasn't ever a big fan of soccer. And then we, we got married and she was playing some, some co-ed soccer in a league around here really kind of turned me on onto the sport. Right. So we ended up with season tickets for the, for the pro team here and, and soccer was just a lot of what we, we did for fun. So there were these guys that we just fell in love with uh, watching the world cup in, I want to say like 2014, right? Men in blazers. So it's these guys, Raj and Devo. Uh, there's these two, there are these two British expats that, that live in the States. Um, uh, Devo is actually Michael Davies. And if you looked him up, like, He's a massive television producer, like shows that, you know, he's, he's rich, he's famous, he's connected. Uh, and Raj is, is a smaller TV personality. Uh, but they just, I, they've, they've told their, their, how we met story and they hooked up. And so they've been doing this men and blazers show. They were doing it like just as a podcast, uh, just because they enjoyed it and they enjoyed each other. And then, uh, whoever had the world cup that year hired them to do like commentary post games. And they like made the world cup for us. Right. Like it was just hilarious. Mm-hmm. Um, right. They're not like straight sports commentators, right. They're color commentary. It's they're, they're funny guys, intelligent guys. That spun off into a show. So they were doing a weekly show, mostly commentary, comment, uh, commentating, uh, commenting, covering like premier league, like English, English soccer, which is like the top league in the world. There's some people in some countries that would fight me over that statement, but it's, it's the truth. Um, and, but they'd cover some MLS stuff to stateside soccer and whatever. So we became big fans of theirs. So they decided, uh, a few years back, they were going to do blazer con, right? So they, they booked a convention center in, in Brooklyn, right on the river. And they did blazer con. And this thing was really a big deal. Like they brought in big, big names, like owners of English premier league teams, coaches, uh, players, just all this crazy stuff. They had just the biggest names in the world of soccer. Everybody came to this thing and we went all out. Like we stayed in this nice brownstone Airbnb just a few blocks away so we could walk to it. Um, we did the VIP tickets. So we had, you know, reserved seating and we had meet and greets. Like we got to do a brunch with them like the last day of the thing. It was, it was a really cool experience, right? That's actually where I met uh, Rick Kroll. You know who Rick Kroll is? Mm-mm. so he's been in everything oh, and he oh, does yeah. a lot of voice yeah, yeah, work, but he about. was the douche on parks and rec. Right. Yeah. Right. So he's married to Raj's. No, Raj is married to his sister. Either way, they're related. So that's why I'm like, why are you here? And can we get a picture? So I have a picture of me and Rick Kroll, and that's why. But so for whatever reason, I'm sure there's a story behind it, but there's this whole like scarf culture in the soccer world. So soccer fans have scarves for their teams. doesn't matter where you're at in the world. doesn't matter if it's Florida and nobody ever needs a scarf ever. Like scarves are a thing. They just are. And so we had started, we'd gone to, into like different pro stadiums and seen games um, over the years. So like we had scarves for our team here. And when we went to go uh, see games elsewhere, we'd buy scarves and, and bring those back. So we had a nice little scarf collection going. So for BlazerCon, they had these really cool, EA was one of the sponsors. So they had these real cool BlazerCon scarves done, but they weren't for sale, which was a huge miss. I, I don't know why they didn't have them for sale. But like the spe- like people who were participating, the speakers, presenters, they had them, and they gave them to the people who were staffing the event. 
which were just like hired people mm-hmm. and you couldn't buy these things and they were awesome. And finally it's, uh, it was, I want to say the last night of this thing. And I managed to buy one of them off this lady who was just working the event. And she thought I was crazy, but she, I'm like, I'm telling Jade, I'm like, she, there's no way this lady could care less about, like, she doesn't care about this scarf. I bet I can get it from her. So I don't know if I'm the only like attendee that walked away from that thing with one of those scarves, but I, if, if there's anybody else, there's not many of us. And it's, I still love that thing. It's one of my prized possessions, but just that I, I identify with that struggle of, I'm going to find a way to get this thing. And we both won. We're winners. Look at that's us. What we do. That's what we us. do here. Now, I was going to say, that's what we do here at the Solid 7 Podcast. And then I realized, yeah, we never did our intro. So I don't, are we oh. winners? Oh. I mean, they, they clicked at some point, you clicked on a play button that had our logo yeah. somewhere near it. You knew what you were listening to. You knew. Um, <laughs> yeah, I forgot what I was going to say. I forgot. But yeah, you should, um, you should go watch the Batman. This is dope. So I was going to say, like, if you didn't want the popcorn, you should have given it to, like, some little little kid going to watch some little kid movie or something. It was 1 o'clock on a Friday. There was no one there. That's what made the whole situation more funny. Like, I felt like I should have been... That was a TV show moment. It was just absolutely ridiculous. A grown man walking out with a full bucket of popcorn and a soda at lunch hour. Like Right. Well, I'm guessing that dude was confused because... He assumed you were actually trying to go see a movie for free and couldn't believe you were actually just leaving after he let you go by him with no ticket. Probably. Like, I <laughs> actually, yeah, I could have gone in and probably seen it. Yeah. He's like, hey, man, world's your oyster. Yeah. Go see whatever you want. I don't care. They don't pay me enough to care. I just love halfway through my sentence, he just looks away. I'm like, all right. And I literally just stopped talking. I was like, all right. And it felt dumb. But it was, uh, I got my cup. So. And it's actually not like too big either, like because when I saw Spider Man, they had like specialty cup, but I saw it at the movie theater. But then when I got it home, I'm like, this cup is way too big. Like this is not a reasonably sized cup to drink normally out of. But this Batman cup is like a good size. I'm like, I'll actually drink out of this. Do you ever, in a conversation, end up in your head on a topic that's several things removed, and you're like, well, I can't just say this out loud because it's going to sound crazy. Um, but you just got there. It makes sense because you got there in your head, but it doesn't have anything to do with what you're talking about right now. All that to say, that's what I just did. So I'm going to take down the rabbit trail with me because I'm thinking, yeah, that dude didn't care if you had a ticket and just went and saw movies because he didn't get paid enough mm-hmm. to care if you had a ticket, which made me think of a story I heard the other day uh, where evidently uh, Target is hiring some people starting at like $25 an hour. Dang, I'm going to go work at Target. Which is everybody's response. Hey, where do I apply? Which led me to, man, when is this out of control inflation going to end? Uh, Because things like that drive it up. Like if you're going to pay 25 bucks to work at Target, you got to, you got to drive up the price for people to work elsewhere because, Hey, I could just go, Uh, work at target right which uh, led me to our financial system is crazy which led me to and we don't normally backtrack uh here on the solid seven podcast we rabbit trail but we don't backtrack but i wanted to bring up when we were talking about ukraine which is absolutely terrifying to me um that i was seeing um like mastercard and visa have shut off their services in russia Mm-hmm. Now, right, and you keep seeing all these things like, oh, CNN's not going to broadcast in Russia, and Russia got removed from SWIFT, like all these things which you can't participate in. And right now, in this very like narrow context of Russia bad, you're like, yeah, 
turn that crap off. But if you take that to its next next logical step, like those aren't government actions. That's like the company MasterCard and the company Visa made that decision and all these different things. Like this is separate from like sanctions. And if you start to think about it, you're just like, oh, if if I if I end up on the wrong side of what these companies think are okay, like uh, you carrying any you got any cash in your wallet right now, dude? No. I, I, maybe I've got a five, like sometimes I stick a 20 in there occasionally and then I'll forget when I use it. Maybe there's 20 bucks or less in my wallet. And so Apple pay has been turned off in Russia. Google pay has been turned off on Russia. Now MasterCard and Visa are turned off on Russia. If that was you, if do that. Yes. It's, and so like, and for the longest time, like we would all joke, like you see somebody with cash, you're like, what, what are you, what are you 80? Who, who has cash? But it's like, the with governments aside, like that's Apple, Google, MasterCard, and Visa deciding those things. The government didn't force them. It wasn't part of sanctions. Just you can't spend money now. Now think about it. Pull out your debit card. It's probably got a MasterCard or Visa logo on it, but those systems aren't functioning now in Russia. So you can't go to an ATM and draw out cash. Now you got to go in and see a teller. But do you think they're doing all... I mean, yeah, they're doing all that because Russia sucks right now, but... Like they're but what doing happens it for the, if they decide you suck? They're doing it for the good publicity of it because like everyone's like Russia bad, so they're like, oh, we want to get in and look good too. Like we're we're standing against Russia, we're gonna turn off our services, and everyone's like, wow, Visa turn it off. I'm gonna probably use Visa products now. Like it, everything's about money, so they're obviously turning. I mean, they're gonna. I mean, are they gonna really lose money in Russia? I don't know, but like maybe that could be also it it's going to give them the good publicity people are going to like those companies more because they're turning their services off for those people so say all that to say like it's scary one that they can just turn off services willy-nilly but then at the same time they're doing it for the good publicity so i don't know if they would ever it hopefully wouldn't ever get to the point where well no maybe actually but you th- i'm drinking the argument of kale on this podcast we said we don't like or we don't care about what you're pronouns are like we don't care and then what if one day visa's like is, oh you guys don't like that we're gonna cancel you and there's gonna be a loud group of people on twitter that will keyboard warrior that were yeah that. well and dude you, i mean you look at to at the to the extent that we already saw it over the last two years without with like masks and vaccines where it's like you had private companies that weren't necessarily bound to like enforce a mask mandate or you can't come in without a vaccine card or something but they did because they felt like that was the the right. You're you're right. Like none of, none of this. Thi- like a person is all too altruistic, but these businesses are trying to make money, right? So they're doing the math on uh, what's going to piss the least people off and make the most people happy. That's that's what the metric is there, right? Like what's going to convince more people to spend money with us and and less people to not spend money with us. So I'm not, you know, the the reason they did this to Russia isn't so much my concern. It's that they can do it. Yeah. Because then beyond that, it's like, oh, the well, the government could mandate. It's just, um, it's just terrifying that like your your ability to to purchase and to function can just be turned off like a switch at this point. And you can't even go say, okay, well, I'll stuff all my money under my mattress because we're headed towards like double digit inflation. And so, if you got money just sitting in a pile of cash, you're literally losing money. If it's not invested and giving you a return, you're literally losing money. It's becoming less value every second it sits there. Yeah, it's so it, it feels like it's tough to win right now. But man, that's 
that's a scare. Again, I'm not saying, uh, well, I don't, I'm not necessarily saying, Hey, MasterCard and Visa, you should turn those on. I don't know something like that. Like in turning off Apple pay and Google pay, I get the concept is like, they're wanting to force the people to put pressure on their government. But I don't know that Putin cares about the pressure from his people. As a matter of fact, I'm pretty confident saying that he doesn't. And in the meantime, what it harms is is everyday Russians, right? right. Like it's not like it's stopping Vlad from buying a missile. Yeah. It's it's stopping somebody from trying bread. to Yeah, to anything, gas or hopping on the, the subway to go to work or, or whatever. So you can't even go um, to the ATM then and pull out any cash you have in your in your checking then at that point, right? No, I mean, it's so, I mean, I, I've never seen a debit card. Maybe it's different in Russia that doesn't have a MasterCard or a Visa logo on it. Right. So if those systems aren't operating, but that's, it's over, Jack. Yeah, that would suck. How do you buy Never mind the fact that, like. And then that's just going to, like you said, outrage the citizens. Yeah. And then Putin's not going to care that they can't go buy food now. No. Dude, he's like, they're, they're shutting down, like, you can't. Um, if you are a broadcaster there and you refer to their actions in Ukraine as a war, you're subject to like 15 years in prison now. Wow. Like he don't, the, that's what I'm saying. The dude's not operating on the same set of rules, the same set of morals as the rest of us are. Yeah. Dude sucks. Yeah. But again, I mean, it's, so this is like, this is kind of in the news because of Russia, but it's just a terrifying thing that even these, I mean, you, you and me in particular, right? You look at what, you know, Apple fanboys that we are, I, I tap my watch and my phone to pay a lot. Yeah. I'm annoyed when I can't now Yeah, and that they could, they could just switch it off. Nope. But at least my cards would work, but yeah, but in the, Russia, they just lost their, their cards too. So again, I, I'm not even judging the action in this thing. It's just that the ability exists. Right. Yeah. Well, well, let's just hope when the nukes all fall, we're close to the epicenter, so we can just be out and not have to deal oh, with the deal with all the Mad Max gangs and radiation ghouls that will yeah. chase us. Well, it's you got you know what I don't I don't want to find out. But it's like we're just seeing all this weird and surprising behavior out of the Russian military, where just their their their, their air assets haven't been um, used in the way that we thought they would be, or don't seem to be as capable as we thought they were. It just seems like maybe the the whole Russian military just maybe isn't what we th- what everybody thought it was, or maybe what it used to be. And so then I'm like, well, how, how effectively can they deploy? Again, I don't want to find out. Nobody wants to find out. But right. like, how effective would their nuclear arsenal be? How, how well could they deploy that or make use of it? Or would it be one big sheet of glass over there before they could even really do anything about it? Do you, what would you think, say, uh, Russia, bomb, or they nuke something, or they send a nuke over here, do you think... Like it would be wise or unwise of American leadership to go, oh, you just nuked us. We're going to nuke you right back. And then the whole world is nuked. What would you say to the to the thought of not retaliating with a nuke if we get nuked on American soil? Like one nuke here. Would you want America to respond back with the same force? I don't know. It, it just, that like it's just such a broader term than it used to be, right? Like it's not just, uh, you know, like the bombs we dropped at, uh, you know, 
uh, Hiroshima. Hiroshima. So it's, it's just not those. Yeah. Um, I mean, they're like, so like there's, there's tactical nukes now. now and there's different. Yeah, well, yes and no, they can also be much more strategic and, and really even much more in the yield of like a, a conventional uh, weapon. Um, so it's not like we have a weird picture of what a nuclear attack looks like in our head. Like it's, it tend it's more localized. And I think most people envision it to be, so it's a, it's a massive bomb. It's a big effect, but it's not like, you know, like if you dropped it in downtown Orlando, like all of Orlando ceased to exist. I don't know. It's tough to wrap your head around all that. And there's different yields and stuff. So the answer is, I I don't know. I, I think as a moral and decent country, I don't think, um, I, I don't know. I don't think that we automatically default to, okay, where nukes are flying both directions right now. But I think it depends on like at that point, you, you should respond with swift and devastating and overwhelming force. I don't know that with right. all of our capabilities that that means nukes for us right. with Russia. Like would it have to be a nuke response eye for an eye or we just like bombard Moscow or something. I don't know. Just a carpet bomb of, annihilation but not so much nuclear fought where tons of civilians are also in the in the crossfire between yeah. just a bunch of but, I mean, higher ups thought that i i didn't finish earlier i, I don't know what sidetracked his office uh, oh well, we're talking about like jocko's response you know i i do i'd be interesting to hear his take on like to me if i'm looking at this uh, it was vast oversimplification like the real play here is to flank um we say it on here all the time, and you hear Jocko say it all the time, but when you have this confrontational relationships, uh, particularly somebody so egotistical, you can't just go right at them, uh, right? It's like a donkey. The harder you pull, the harder they resist. So the harder you go at them, the harder they bow up. So it's like somebody's got to give Putin an out here where he feels like he's not embarrassed in his saved face. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't know what that looks like. I don't know how you how you do that. Um, so it's really, really easy to say, um, but it's, uh, uh, I don't see any, any other peaceful result there. I don't think there's any peaceful resolution, um, where Putin doesn't feel like he won. He's got to, he's got to feel like, and think he, he won, whether mm-hmm. that's the case or not. Yeah. Um, otherwise it's, it's a lot more, more dead people. Yeah. So. Well, hope I'm just hoping if there's nuclear fallout, I'm near the epicenter because uh, I don't want to have to deal with like having to consider getting a generator or something and putting it in our house and closing all the windows and turning it on and just going to sleep and having our family go yeah. out on our terms and not. I don't know. I I played the division one and two. I think I'm well equipped to well to deal with. I watched The Walking Dead and. Um, I feel like it could be closer to that than the division. But do you own a crossbow? No, that's why. That's why I'm considering. That's the this. play. That's the. I mean, he's he's the dude that's still alive. Clearly, yeah. it's the play. You know, I want so. to start that series back over and catch up and see or finish it if it, if they got better. I heard it did get I, much better after it sucked for like three seasons. Yeah, at this point, I I can't even remember when I stopped watching. Right. I think it. I think the last episode I watched was the big fight. Uh, when Negan was impressed that the dude had a tiger. Um, and I, I haven't gone back to it since then and I don't feel like I'm, I'm missing out. I don't feel any real drive to, yeah, I feel like they should have wrapped it up sooner. So yeah, I, they, they should have wrapped it up sooner. Yeah. 
But since we made a, a minor pivot back to entertainment, uh, <laughs> not that I want to do the all comic book podcast tonight, but uh, I am stoked that the Netflix Marvel shows are coming to Disney Plus. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. I think the first step in that direction was Charlie Cox being on um being in Spider-Man. So they're like, yeah. so obviously he's he is MCU now. So maybe they were just waiting for um what's the word? rights or co- yeah. is that what it would be? Their the rights yeah, to whatever that, it is. those shows, yeah. yeah. Maybe those were just ending and that's Marvel or DC Plus is able to scoop them up. So that's cool. I mean, some of those shows were better than others, but Daredevil was fantastic. I never saw the third season, I don't think. Yeah. It was good. And I'm I'm excited about him making the jump to the big screen. I did see, of course, there's all kinds of theories floating around uh, right now about uh, Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But have you seen uh, the, I've seen it more than one place. I, I, I kind of hope it's not true. Um, but, uh, the rumor of Tom Cruise playing like, uh, a bizarro Iron Man. I have never heard that. So evidently there's this like Uber Iron Man, super Iron Man from the comics that is an alternate universe Iron Man. That's really, really powerful, uh, and a bit of a problem and a, and a bad dude. And, uh, part of his suit, like his face shows, it's not a full helmet, which I guess, Tom Cruise was approached back in the back in the day about playing Iron Man and didn't want to because he, he wanted his face to be shown and this kind of works around that. So seems like there's a possibility that some of the pieces are slotting together there. And I just don't know that I want Tom Cruise in the MCU. Um, six days ago, there's an article saying that it's not Iron Man, but uh, two days ago, it's saying the rumor had taken, taken a strange turn. Um, I'm trying to scroll through and read quickly. It seems like it's going to be a cameo. I don't know. It's well, it all seems rumor, though. I haven't. This the, is the first I've heard of it, though. So you've heard the theories about Xavier. We talked about that, I think, last week about Charles Xavier. Yeah. So whatever that seat is, I'm not a big enough nerd to really know all of this. So I've just kind of gleaned all this, but. So evidently the, the scene where we feel, and again, they do this with the trailers. Like you hear a voice over a scene, but it's not really involved in that scene. So you don't know. But so there's like some, some council, like the, the Marvel Illuminati or something is what I've heard it referred to. So there's like six people on this, this council, this Illuminati, whatever it is, Charles Xavier is one of them. That's, and so that scene is what everybody thinks is when you hear his voice and what's going on. And so I've seen people take like screen caps and there's like six seats there. Xavier would have been the one in the middle. And this like Uber or super Iron Man is one of the people who's on that council in the comic books or whatever council, whatever it is. So, I mean, this seems like based off this article I'm reading on BGR.com. I don't know what that is. Um, but it seems like it's just a glorified uh, cameo. And so remember on Spider-Man when he was like, when the whole universe was like splitting open and then you could see like all the different baddies coming in and Doctor Strange's like, I need to close it. So yeah. I wonder if in that same regard, there is an alternate Iron Man and we just see Tom Cruise in the suit for like a second and then it's gone. That's, um, that's what it feels like. It's just a glorified yeah. cameo. 
We'll see. I, I'm just, I'm not a fan of the big names popping up. Like I've yet to watch Eternals. And part of the reason why is, and listen, I've been a Salma Hayek fan for a long time. All right. Since Fools Rush In, maybe before that. But the idea of like Salma Hayek and, uh, and what's her name? Can't, it's funny that I'm bringing Angelina on Jolie. It, Angel, yeah. Like, I don't know. It just takes you out. It just takes you out of it. Obviously the MCU has plenty of big stars, but they weren't like that level before the MCU for the most part. Mm-hmm. Like RDJ had a career before that, but he became a different thing as Iron Man. Right? So I don't know. They just they just take you like you've seen them as so many things. They're such big personalities. I, I don't know. It just kind of I feel like draws you out of it. I should watch Eternals before I make any harsh judgments. But the idea of of Tom Cruise showing up in the MCU, I don't know. Um. Eternals is a good movie if you don't consider it a Marvel movie. Yeah. I think I was just expecting like Iron Man or anyone to not Iron Man, but you know what I mean? Like anyone from the Marvel world to appear and it just never, it was just this whole new cast, the entire movie. And they made one reference to Thanos and one reference to the snap. And that was like it. And I want to be clear here. I'm not just a Tom Cruise hater. I freaking cannot wait. For the new Tom Gunn movie, I wish they'd stop delaying it. I that, love the I, Mission Impossible movies. And that movie, I do want to see in a theater with 7.1 surround sound. I'm down. Let's do it. Fly F-18s right by my ear. Let's let's go. I was but Googling I just today the best theaters to watch movies at because um, we saw it at Epic XL, the Batman, but then I'm like, I wonder what it sounds like in Dolby Atmos. And apparently the be- the, the two best theaters in Orlando to go to um, is Altamont Mall uh, Theater, the AMC Theater up there, and Disney Springs AMC Theater. I was, yeah, I was going to say, once, back when I lived in and around like Kissimmee St. Cloud, we, we would always, especially once uh, they opened up a fast waiting out there, me and my friends, we'd always go out there for movies. It was always the best experience. Yeah, the best sound the, and the IMAX, the way yeah. the screen. I think, don't quote me, but I'm pretty sure they're the IMAX laser screens now. Yeah, and they, like they had digital projection out there before yeah. everybody else, and yeah. Yeah, I, I've always liked those theaters. So, but, I was debating on seeing the Batman again, um, probably up at Ultimop, and that's closer yeah. to you, so maybe you could uh, come on <gasps> over and we can hold hands while we watch it. Guy date, guy date. I'll bring my new Batman cup. Sweet. Two yeah, straws, yeah. one cup? Uh, Yeah. But it, it has like right. a hard plastic top, so I can only fit one straw through it, but maybe we can get a different straw that breaks out into two straws. Hey, I know it's your favorite topic, but the idea of sharing a drink at the movies, for real, like COVID just disappeared, right? <laughs> like Ukraine popped off and numbers died down and like Fauci's nowhere. And like you just hear, you just hear nothing. You hear nothing. I've talked on here about it before. Like part of what I like about Twitter is I've built good lists like really solid informational lists on Twitter about the topics I want to keep up with. I have a great one for hurricanes uh, living here in central Florida. I've got a good one for space and I built a really solid one for COVID that was like not right wing and left wing people. Like I followed doctors and epidemiologists and whatever. And you got some politics mixed in there, but whatever. And it was all COVID all the time. And these last few weeks, you like that that whole list. I there's one guy uh, who's a geneticist that still posts stuff about COVID, and everybody else is like Ukraine and politics and whatever. I'm like, it's just, just, just poof. Just we needed to have a state of the union, and midterms are coming up, and COVID's gone. 
Yeah. It's like the quote about it's uh Oscar's quote about Michael. It's is strangely and quickly as he arrived, he, he was gone. gone. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not mad at it. But I did see on uh, AMC's site when I was trying to see what theaters had the the Dolby Atmos crap. Uh they those theaters said you do have to wear a mask inside. I thought I thought this was Florida. Yeah. So maybe they just didn't take down that slide yet. Yeah, I think that's that's just yeah. I mean, it has the least impact uh, here where where we're at in Florida, where it's it's pretty much been the way we've been living. Anyways, yeah. um, but it, it it was just fun. I mean, just it felt like overnight, just gone. just just done. So, so we did. Uh, I I brought up my my little uh, internal dilemma, my existential crisis. Uh, about what I was going to do with my, my watch uh, last week. Mm-hmm. And uh, I even, I threw up a little, you wouldn't have seen it now that you're uh, a social media ghost, but I even throw up a little poll on our, on our Insta, you know, uh, Apple, Apple watch series seven or, or, or Garmin Phoenix. And um, the Apple watch won handily. I wow. mean, handily. And of course, I mean, you know what kind of massive response we get to polls on our Instagram. I mean, I think, like the votes might have been upwards of five, maybe even six people. Dang, viral! Um, yeah, no, people were people were really fired up about that one. But uh, it, it won in the poll, and it won in in my heart. And I did pick up a Series Seven, and really, it wasn't. I, I'm not gonna tell you, uh, you know, my my little dalliance, my my intrigue with the Garmin Phoenix is not gone. I've expressed it a lot of times in here. I like playing with cool tech and it's different tech. I I do. I like the look and the form factor of the Phoenix better. I absolutely do. I don't know if that's just like I I've owned four Apple watches now. So I owned the very first sport or series zero, whatever you want to call it. I owned a three, which I sold you. Thank you, Josh. I owned a series four that I bought with the money that you gave me for that three. And I just traded that four in on this seven and I hadn't done the five or six, uh, one, the battery life up until recently was still holding up really good on my four, but there was just nothing super compelling about them to me. Like I had the cellular on the four. It had the the EKG. I didn't really feel like I needed the like um, the O2 sensor, like the blood, blood oxygen sensor or the always on screen. Like it just wasn't really compelling to me. And really why I went that route versus the Garmin was just because during the month of February, Apple was doing um, a a bonus trade-in on Apple Watches because it was February's heart month or something, which it's Black History Month. I don't know why they have to share that with the heart, but they do. Mm. Um, and so I'm like, well, at that point, they were offering me a $130 trade-in for that Series 4, which that's about as good as I would get just reselling it myself, but without the hassle and having to meet somebody in a grocery store parking lot and hoping they don't shoot me over a smartwatch. So I'm like, yeah, let's, let's just do that. So, and, and I will say like going from the four to the seven, I don't really get the point of the always on screen because I'm like, I don't need it to be on if I'm not looking at it. Just right. give me the, you can turn it the, off, which I think I would just yeah. turn it off and use the extra battery life. Yeah, yeah, just give me the extra battery life. But the screen is pretty and the the increase in size certainly coming from the 4 to this is not insignificant. I mean, this screen feels massive and it's big enough that 
Um, like they added an, when you're messaging and stuff, they added an actual keyboard to the screen and you can swipe type and it oh, works yeah. like it works. Well, it might work better than typing on my phone has worked for me than the lat for the last few OSs. So, um, there's some cool stuff and being able to do, uh, you know, watch faces, uh, with like portrait photos is, is cute. So I like it. I like it as much as I've, as I've always liked them. Um, but uh, I'm, I, I don't have that Garmin Phoenix out of my system. And when, not if the podcast really takes off, I will spend podcast money on one to play with. But for now, it's still an Apple Watch, which I think surprises almost no one. Yeah. I think, um, well, I guess with the always on, there are times where like I do look down at my watch and like, I do turn the wrist maybe just a hair just cause I'm not trying to be too obvious, but it's, it's still like, sometimes I feel like I have to exaggerate the whole, I'm turning my wrist and looking at yeah. my watch. So I could I, see I've, maybe the always on yeah. for that very slight inconvenience of, I don't have to turn my watch to me to have it turn on so I can see the time. Yeah. But the flip side is now I have to go to the hassle of like, and again, this is, well, maybe not narrow. I mean, this is a, a lot of the population, but obviously I've got kids that I'm like putting down for naps and bedtimes and stuff. And sometimes I'm like in, in there trying to help my son get to sleep or, or whatever. And I'm like, oh, now my watch is glowing. Now, if I don't want light coming from my watch, distracting him, now I got to put it in theater mode or something. So, I I, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. So... So, you know, I've always said it it doesn't solve much other than first world problems. There are some cool stories about, um, you know, it saving some lives with, you know, detecting heart arrhythmias and fall detection and stuff like that. And that's certainly, that's certainly cool. Mm -hmm. But, and after all that, now that I got this, I'm, I'm certain, I'm now certain you're welcome world that the series eight, when it drops at the end of this year will be a significant upgrade. If I hadn't, it would have been minor, but I did. So it will be major. That's just the way it goes. But it looks like we're getting some some new Apple uh, devices next week, or well, this week as you're listening to this, maybe tomorrow. So um, yeah, I saw the f- they might drop iPhones at this, and I was like, I thought you do that in September. So I think yeah. it's it might be like a 5G iPhone SE is what I've been seeing. Yeah, yeah. So which I mean, cool. I I like the SE line. I think that's smart of them. Yeah. Uh, to do that so that's a perfect fit for like my mom has an se right now she's the perfect use case for an iphone se my mother-in-law who's probably yeah. listening to this now um she has the first se yeah there i mean for a lot of people it's it's the right iphone to get i mean it really is yeah it's cheap um, it's affordable and it works so but it'll be interesting to see the rumors are that they're going to do something that's kind of between the mac mini and the mac pro uh, as a desktop option. So that, which that's, that is a, like a wide gap. And I feel like the iMac fills that to some extent. Uh, but uh, so it'll be interesting. There's some rumors going around now, not that it will be officially announced at this event, but that, you know, for the longest time, the drive was like, let's pack the whole computer into the screen. It's basically what the iMac is and the way a lot of people do all in ones. But there's rumor of Apple trying to do like everything in the keyboard. So you have just like, your your wireless keyboard and all you need to do is is connect like a mouse or trackpad and a monitor but the computer the guts everything's there in the keyboard kind of an interesting take hmm that is weird so yeah 
So we'll see. But we'll, we'll see what they come up with uh, next week and if it's uh, worth talking about on the podcast. I always hate when they do their events on Tuesdays because then I have to wait to watch it sometimes because I'm at work like a regular adult. Yeah. It's like, why can't you do it on Monday when I'm off? I, I'm i interested to see if this will be a traditional like in-person people in the theater Apple event. That would be nice. I bet you it's going to be all the video editing stuff again. I doubt it's going to be in-person. They did uh, them, and I can't remember what other company. They've given some back-in-the-office deadlines here for April. So we'll see if they follow through on them this time for their employees. Yeah. So Apple, to their credit at least, has like lifted their mass restrictions and stuff on their like in-store employees and everything. Mm-hmm. I've felt pretty bad, again, particularly being in Florida here lately. Like, you go into a restaurant, like, everybody in the joint's unmasked except the people working. Yeah. It's like, what, what? why? What are you doing? Well, did you see the lady, the mom of the son, Ron DeSantis, was giving a bunch of kids a hard time for wearing a mask on the stage behind him? And he was like, we well, need to cut out all this theater. And then one of the moms of the kids was on the news complaining that Ron DeSantis said my son didn't have to wear a mask. Ironically, as she's yelling this on the news, she is not wearing a mask. Right. Well, and what's funny is like, it's been so mischaracterized, which again, gaslighting politics, you know, blah, blah, blah. But like, he wasn't giving the kids a hard time about wearing the masks. It was, it was just like, he was, would you say tongue in cheek? Like he was just well, kind of messing with them almost. Well, I think I, 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 my, I, my read on it is that he was assuming that they had been told by somebody that they had to mask. So he walks up and said, guys, you can, you don't have to wear those. You can take those off. Yeah. Um, you know, we've got to, st- we're, we're, we're going to stop doing this COVID theater. They don't do anything anyways. And he literally goes, I mean, you can keep it on if you want to, but you don't have to wear that around me. Right. Yeah. I took it as he was just like saying it like light, like light hard, not like a take that off right now near me. It was just like, yeah. 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 People are like, he was bullying these kids. Uh, he literally is like, you can wear it if you want to. And one or two kids left them on. Yeah. Uh, Which so whatever. But uh, I, I don't know what the new version of orange man bad is for DeSantis, but it's, it's the same. People are like having videos of going of Trump talking about Putin, like or praising Putin now. And I'm like, why are we? It's been two years. Has it been two years? Has it been a year? How long has he been gone? Why are we still talking about him? Uh, It's been a minute. But uh, I tell you what, I'd trade these gas prices for a mean tweet in a heartbeat, though. Yeah. Yeah. And dude, there's, uh, I want to say Sacramento, their their average price is over $5 a gallon now. Dude, I filled up my tank today. It was $40, and I have an 11 gallon tank. Dude, people have been like filling up. And, 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 uh, this is real life inflation stuff. Like this is the kind of stuff you hear about from like the Weimar Republic uh, uh, or from Zimbabwe. Like employers would pay people hourly and they would literally leave to go buy things because if they waited till later in the day, the money would be worthless. There's literally people intentionally topping off their tanks in the mornings right now because by the end of the day, the price at their gas station is higher again. That's insane, dude. Yeah. Well, life sucks. Then you die, you know? That is the word on the street. So, yeah, it's it's craziness, man. But at least we have comic book movies to keep us going. And you know what else we have is some dope guests lined up for the next couple of weeks. We've gone guestless. 
here for a few weeks. This week was just a, a scheduling fluke. We had a really great guest lined up for this week. I'm not. We're going to have him still, uh, so I'm not going to let that cat out of the bag just yet because we're working to get him rescheduled, but we just had some scheduling challenges, and so, so we had to push it off. But uh, next week, I'll tell you right now, uh, you know her, you love her, the one and only Professor Rebecca Strangarity. Yay. Back for episode 51 of the Solid 7 podcast. So excited about that. I actually, uh, you know, pray for, for Becca, if that's what you're into. Even if you're not, give it a go. Um, but uh, I texted her yesterday, uh, or day before, I can't remember which, whatever, uh, you know, when we when we had the scheduling snafu with, with our other guests, and I'm like, hey, you know, I know you're scheduled for next week, would you want to pop on? She's like, I have no voice, and I'm dead. And so then I, I see on social media today, she like scratched her, her cornea real bad or something. It's just, it's just rough. It's just rough out there. So pray for Becca and that, uh, not only that she's healthy, but more importantly, that she's good to come on the podcast next week. Yeah. Possibly most importantly, but then, um, the, the week after it's going to be again, scheduling challenge. So it's going to be a bit of a different episode for us, but for, Big old number 52, which I don't understand. Maybe it's because of leap year or something, but we've done more than 52 episodes because of the snafu with the live episode. Um, but our 52nd episode is falling on the one year anniversary. Wow. Uh, it's, it's releasing on just about the, the same day. So uh, a big, big, guess. I'm not going to drop the name just yet. Maybe we'll tease it next week, but a, a big, big guest. Uh, for that one year episode. So big things. Who is it? In the work for you. Who it's Trump. It? Who is it? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Wouldn't that be amazing though? Man, I mean he's in Florida a lot. I wonder if we could get him. How hard could it be? We're gonna build a wall. It's a fantastic wall. It's a great wall. It's a beautiful wall. Everyone that saw the wall they said it's a fantastic wall. It's an awesome wall. They love the wall. They talk great big great big huge awesome things yeah. about the wall. It's an awesome wall. It would, it would the. I think with him, I think that if the ask was clever enough, I think you could get him. I really think. I really think you could. I don't know what that would have to be. I mean, we'd be canceled. It'd be the last episode we ever did. Um, or yeah. we'd have to, we'd have to move the show to the the Truth Network or whatever. I don't know. What um, did he make? But, he made it. That's his app, right? Yeah, something like that. I don't. I don't know. I, I all I heard was that the launch was was pretty bumpy. I haven't checked it out or anything. But I yeah. so. It is funny that uh, Donald Trump is is off Twitter, but Vladimir Putin is not. I had never realized that till right now, and that is hilarious. Yeah. The world we live in. So, But hey, at least you have the Solid 7 podcast. And if you want to keep the Solid 7 podcast, we uh, always appreciate... Not just your love, but your uh, your support. So if you haven't already, hit that subscribe button. Throw us a little, little rating, a little thumbs up, a little five-star rating, whatever your podcast provider allows you to do. Every little bit helps. Follow us on social media. Josh isn't there, but he is in spirit via the Solid 7 Podcast. So hit up our website, solid7podcast.com. It's uh, solid, the number seven 
podcast.com. The links to our latest episodes are always right there. Our affiliate links for Go Ruck and uh, Origin Main and Jocko Fueler are all right there. So a great way to get your hands on uh, some quality gear and supplements um, all while throwing a little support our way. So uh, a win, win, win. You win, the company wins, the Solid 7 Podcast wins. And uh, who doesn't like that. Of course, the uh, link to all our social media uh, is on there as well as a link to our Patreon. So if you want to just be next level, throw us a little bit of Patreon support. We will always, always appreciate that. And you get uh, some bonus content, uh, maybe a mug if you uh, if you do the $10 level. And uh, it's, it's just a, a grand old time. And as always, uh, hey, we love you. We appreciate you. Me and Josh, we're going we're to go to the movies. We're going to go on a little bro date. And uh, we suggest you you do the same. Amen, brother. <laughs> so, all right, man. Well, hey, we'll, uh, we'll see you next week. All right. Farewell. Bye. Bye.